Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. As always, I am your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl, that is my name. That is your name. Hank Owl, what's new in your world, man? I'm trying to see more movies because it feels like ages since we've recorded one of these podcasts. <laughs> it has been ages, and it's not. Uh, we've been seeing some things. We just haven't gotten around to actually being able to schedule the podcast to where it made kind of timely sense to actually release it. I don't know something about uh, the movies we've been seeing and then not recording or not issuing, or uh, they're not so long ago that we can do them again as classics <laughs> or like you know. So yeah, it's been a bit. Yeah, and also I want to feel like I looked at all the stuff we did in 2018. Yeah. There was more months in the year than podcasts recorded. We got to get a little bit more serious, don't we? Yes, we do. Not serious in uh, as in uptight, but just we have to... Just like, dude... We're going to do this, we got to actually do it, don't we? Yeah. Well, all right, then. We'll- and that's why we're talking about such random movies <laughs> that we would never talk about earlier this before. is a different show than we normally do because generally we see something together and then we talk about it together and we get a perspective of the different generations and how they view the same piece of art but what are we doing a little bit differently this week well the movie you saw was rated r so i couldn't see that so now we're going to be trying just to explain it to each other, basically. Yeah, exactly. So this won't be the format we do every week or a week or two weeks or however often we uh, publish I was these. hoping weekly. That'd be amazing if we could pull it off weekly. I don't know if we can, uh, given everything was going on in our lives, but we'll try. I think that'd be great. Uh, I think that's a good goal to have, even if we don't necessarily maybe don't meet it. And speaking of movies, Captain Marvel comes out. Tomorrow, at the time we're recording this, that's right. We need to get tickets for that. Oh, we're not so excited, Captain I, Marvel! I really am excited about this. I've uh, have you read any reviews or anything lately? Or are you going in blind? Oh no, going in blind. I think I'm going to do the same. Though I did see a couple of headlines, but they were contradictory headlines. Oh, were they? Yeah. Well, one was basically, yeah. I don't, I don't want to say. If you're going in blind, I don't want to say. But but if they're contradictory, you can imagine. You know. One might have been somewhat positive, one might have been somewhat negative. So, we'll leave it up to our own minds and what we think. Uh, you're probably wondering what's new in my world. Oh, I thought that this was both of ours. Uh, I get no. Uh, what's new in your world then, if you're not going to tell me, you're going to plan something beforehand and then not do it on the actual podcast, fine, I guess that's what's new in your world. <laughs> I guess that is what's new in my world. But also new in my world is that I'm about to uh, release the submission information for 12 Authors, 12 Stories, 2019, which is the next anthology that Pinecone Turkey is publishing. Uh, So as you know, you know, as you know, Hank, and our listeners may or may not know, uh, Pinecone Turkey published a book this past year, this December it came out. 12 Stories, 12 Authors, 2018, and each story was based on a different month of the year. And it's been received very well. I'm very proud of it. Uh, But we're doing it again. We're going to do one a year. And so I'm about to release those submissions. So if you're interested, if you're listening to this and you would like to submit a story, uh, we would love to read it. And shoot me an email at info at pineconeturkey.com. 
and I'll make sure you get on the list to receive that submission info. Tell them what the story's about. Well, I, I don't know that this is where I want to officially uh, announce it. I don't think we've announced it yet. Oh, okay. So I don't. Uh, so I want to save that probably for the Origin Story podcast and the email blast that will go out on the 15th. Ah, okay. So that's another good reminder, though. If you are not subscribed to the Flock email, uh, please sign up. It would be two emails a month. One will give you an update on everything Pinecone Turkey, including the theme of the next year's anthology. And, of course, updates on all our podcasts. And the other email will be your minimum monthly dose of art. It has a short story, a poem, visual art, and a short film. I know, minimum, right? Well, hopefully people are consuming more art than this, than just what's in the email. I presume that. But it's, you know, just in case they are walking through blinders through the world and they don't see any other art, at least they have this one email that gives them just their little bit of dose to make the life better. So you don't die. Exactly. It's like uh, vitamin C and scurvy. It's, It's preventative. Uh, a life without any art would be a, a lowly life indeed. Uh, so, Hank, what are we talking about today? If we're talking about two different things, what are you, you talking want, about? And what am I talking about? Okay, so hi. <laughs> and do you want to go first? I, I will go first since I don't want to forget the points that I already have in my head. <laughs> but I you know, saw, surely you've written these down so they'll be easily organized. And I'm sure I did. <laughs> um, Tyler Perry's... A Medea family funeral. So is that what it's called, family funeral? Yeah. Oh wow. Because it's about a funeral. Well, all right then. Um. So as I, I regret. I guess it was better. It was better than I thought. Let's okay. just say that. Well, I so know your expectations were. I should have been thinking of it as an spectacular piece of cinema. But I was not. But it wasn't that, honestly, that bad. It seemed a little misdone, I guess. Because there was more drama than I expected. And it seemed like the drama made the drama seem misplaced. Then they focused, when they focused on drama a lot, it made the comedy seem misplaced. Everything, like, seemed like it wasn't supposed to be there. It's like someone made a script for a Medea family funeral drama and someone made a script for a Medea family funeral comedy and they cut out half of each scripts and pasted them together. Oh, interesting. Now, are you you saying that just from the perspective of the ratio to comedy to drama or did it affect (coughs) the story? Like, were you able to follow the story? Did the story seem mismatched also or no? The story did not seem mismatched. I was just saying, in a movie where someone has an inspiring speech about staying in an abusive relationship to keep uh, to care for their kids in the same movie where a family can't close a casket because of Viagra problems. Okay, so we have some different tone tonal shifts going on in the movie. Yeah, so it just well, seemed misplaced. What's your uh, relationship to Medea? Have you seen any Medea movies before? I saw the Medea Halloween movie. And what? Oh, from Redbox. Was that a broader comedy? Or did that also that, have well, like this that was That was also, that was straight comedy. That was straight slapstick. That was watching the Looney Tunes cartoon. Except okay. for it's not as good. And so what, was the, what were the trailers like if you saw any for this Medea family funeral movie? Comedy. 
Okay, so you're expecting full-blown comedy the whole way. Of course, it does say funeral in the title. So and it is Medea's a- final. But it wasn't like Medea-based comedy. If anything, like everyone else was doing drama, Medea came in like... And all of Tyler Perry's characters were like, comedy, comedy, comedy. Okay. And one, one scene I did like, which I think was funny, is when they get pulled over. Pulled over by... Uh, they get pulled over by a cop and... Of course, Tyler Perry's main character. Let me see if I can get the name. His name. Um. Joe. Okay. Now Joe is like the smart, intelligent one. So, and he's a law-abiding lawyer. So he's like staying there, and the entire rest of the family is telling him to like punch the gas because he gets pulled over, and of course they get like. The world's like most wacky, zany, racist cop. Those are the, my favorites. He's like, don't move. Okay, now pull out your ID. I said, don't move. And and then they see he's a lawyer, and then they stop. And then Joe is like, well, I'm going to go talk to this man. He can't do that to me. They're like, no, no, no. And then eventually the cop leaves. So that scene was that was, was pretty funny. Was that you would you say that was the hardest you laughed during the movie or was there another moment that was some had more laughter? I I think that was the hardest I laughed in the movie. All right. Were you ever bored? Did it did it or did it keep you? I was sometimes bored with like the inter family relationship because part sometimes it felt like it was saying the same thing. So in this family uh there's two brothers. One brother is cheating on his wife with the other brother's fiance. Oh, gosh. And a lot of the movie just seemed like, hey, I'm going to check if you're all right. You know my dad just died. I'm going to check if you're all right. You know my dad just died. Interrelationship cheating. Interrelationship cheating. Like, it seemed kind of very, very similar with the formula. Okay. That doesn't sound terribly interesting. But despite what I'm saying, it wasn't that bad. All right. It wasn't as bad, especially going to be like one of the worst movies ever, which it was not. A lot of the reviews are like one star. Oh, really? How many times are you going to go back to the theater and see it? Three huh. or five? <laughs> I think none. Okay. I don't think most movies are going to be none unless they're big Marvel movies or... Yeah, I think back in the day we used to go to the theater to see movies more often, like repeat viewings more than today because now there's just so many other ways to see the same movie, you know. You can wait a little bit and see it on Blue digital Ray. or Blu-ray. Oh, when we go to Florida, we can see seven Red months Box. ago's movies. That's right. <laughs> or Redbox. Um, or I guess here too, but we never do that. So what are you going to use as your uh, rating system for this? Is it caskets? I didn't or? even think of that. All right. Well, you, can, you got some time. Why don't we do that at the end? Why don't I talk about my movie, and then we can we'll both rate them at the end. So what uh, What did you think of your movie, and what was your movie? My movie was Greta by Neil Jordan as the director. And uh, this is a thriller movie. It stars Isabelle Huppert. Oh, I didn't say who's mine starred. Of course, it starts. It starts Tyler Perry. Mr. Yeah. Tyler Perry, by gosh, I think you knew that. Yep, uh, but and some other actresses. 
Yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots of folks. Uh, any other name? Any other people like you recognized immediately? Like, oh, that's blank from blank. Uh, Mike Tyson was in there for like two seconds at the very end for a cameo. Okay. Did he punch somebody? Did he say something funny? He kind of like, did. Well, was he was he playing himself or was he playing somebody else? Uh, no, he's playing a guy named Ray. I there was no way we would have gotten in his name except for IMDb told me ah, that his IMDb character name was Ray. All right. Anyway, so I saw Greta by, yeah, Neil Jordan directed it. It was written by Neil Jordan and Ray Wright based on a story by Ray Wright. And it stars Isabelle Huppert, this amazing French actress, and Chloe Grace Moretz. And basically this is a story of, uh, it's a thriller. So uh, Chloe is a young girl just out of college and she moves to New York City uh, with her best friend who conveniently has a very wealthy dad who buys them a a loft in Tribeca, so they have this gorgeous place to stay. And uh, Chloe has just recently lost her mom. It's been about a year, year and a half, so she's kind of still dealing with the grief and depression from that. And she randomly finds a handbag on the subway. and You know, like you do. Well, yeah, like you do. And the very first thing I thought of when I saw this, having lived in New York and post 9-11, was like, oh my gosh, don't take that bag. You know, turn it into somebody. It could be a bomb. You know, which is kind of what they say. The whole thing is if you see something, say something. And if you see something random without an owner, you know, you turn it into somebody. But she does not do that. And so that's the first thing that kind of took me out of the story. Uh, She goes and she tracks down the person by, you know, looking in there and finding her the driver's license and finds out where she lives. So she returns to... Drop the bag off at uh, the woman's house, and her name is Greta. And she comes in for a cup of tea, and that's how their relationship starts. Um, it's an interesting movie, you know. It wasn't great. It wasn't. It wasn't horrible. Um, I found some of the decisions, as often happens, like in a thriller kind of horror movie. You know, you see what the protagonist does, or the main character, and you're, you know, you're like maybe, maybe I wouldn't have done that, or maybe you shouldn't do that. Um, so there was a lot of kind of second guessing on that part. But bottom line is, you know, she becomes uh, friendly with Greta. Then she finds this drawer full of uh, the same bag that she found on the subway. And each bag has a post-it note written on it with a different girl's name and a phone number. So what she realizes is that Greta has been searching the city, throwing out these little kind of lures, these traps, almost like fishing of these handbags fishing for people that's right um and so you know as uh, the relationship gets more complicated things go bad and then i know i don't want to give any spoilers on it but that's basically the thriller uh is what it is and it was a pretty cool movie the way it looked i like the uh, cinematography and the direction of it. it was interesting angles the performances uh were good um i kind of found the roommate more fun and interesting than the the, the the main character, the girl. Um, but I think that's just the way it was written. Um, it was good. I was, I'm glad I saw it, but I don't, I wouldn't, it's not a movie I'd recommend necessarily. Like I wouldn't be like, Oh, so you're, you know, an adult interested in a movie, you know, go see this. I'm sure there are much better movies to go see. Uh, but overall I thought it was okay. Do you have any questions for me about the movie? Uh, did you see any trailers for this movie? I did. And the trailers were kind of spooky, scary. Because the... Yeah, I was getting like 
good vibes from this. Yeah. I, it wasn't a movie, like if we didn't have this podcast and you hadn't asked me to go see it, I probably would not have gone to see it uh, unless somebody else had asked me to go. But, you know, so it wasn't like, it didn't look terribly interesting to me from the get-go. But I enjoyed I enjoyed the experience and kind of just went along for the ride as most as much as I could. There were a couple of instances where the main character makes just these choices that I you know, like you know the kind of thing where like where you go to the cops, you know, you go to the private investigator, or like you know what do you do in this certain situation? And I I felt that she made like the the really poor choice, which can happen sometimes. But I didn't, uh, so I didn't I didn't enjoy that aspect of it. That took me on the story a little bit also sometimes. You know, but I would say you know if you're if it's uh, if you're an adult and it's uh, nine o'clock at night and everybody's in bed and the movie's coming on, you got ninety minutes to watch something. It's uh, you know it's it's an it's an enjoyable ride. It's not a waste of your time. No, I kind of feel like the movie didn't really know what it wanted to be tonally. Uh, there are parts of it that could be very funny and could be played up, not as camp necessarily, but almost as a um, just as a really heightened version of the genre. But they didn't really go there. It's kind of just more of a, it was kind of a straight, kind of a straight picture of it. Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, did you figure out what you wanted to use for your? Uh... I was going to use uh, funeral speeches because there's this whole part in the movie where they're making fun of how long the funeral is. Oh, yeah. And it shows the guy waiting on the hearse, like in like a montage, like laying on the car. Getting gray hair, waiting, yeah. getting older. <laughs> All right. So how many how many funeral speeches would you give it? Out of what? Well, we usually do it out of five, but we can vary it up if you want. Two. Two out of five? I'm trying to make my score is more realistic. I feel like I've been very, very... Been, I've been very negative when I talk about it and very positive in the ratings, so I'm going to feel like I'm either going to line it up or try to be more positive on the ratings. Okay. Or try to be more negative on the ratings and more positive when I well, talk it doesn't, about it. Hearing you talk about this movie, I would be surprised if you had said like it was a three. You know, because it doesn't sound I'm like a say three. a 2.3. 2.3, all right. All right, I think I'm going to use handbags for Greta. Well, that does seem pretty obvious. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> I try you, to be you obvious. You picked the uncreative decision. That's just what I'm saying. That's, uh, that's just how I roll. Uh, and I'm going to say, I'm going to say two and three quarters handbags. Oh, so almost, almost, almost the same ratings for us. Yeah, I mean, I figure like three. Good job, Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There you had the, almost the same ratings as another movie. That's right. I think what's what's the rating that you would say is you that equals like a recommendation? Like, is a three? If you say okay, I gave it a three. I recommend three and a half. Yeah. All right. I'll give it that. Yeah, three is not like don't go to the theater necessarily. A four would be like, yeah, go to the theater and see this. And a four and a half would be you might want to pay for the Blu-ray. Oh, to own it? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I could see that. And a five, you know, you're just going the whole full Monty, I suppose. Okay, so what I want to say for us, I think that I know we're going to see Captain Marvel. Yep, that's so, hopefully tomorrow night. What are your tickets? 
predictions for Captain Marvel. I just want to set up the next movie that we're going to talk about. Yeah, so which will be the normal one where we both. I know think I'm going to. I'm. A, I'm. My expectations are pretty high because. It's going to be fun to see Samuel L. Jackson. 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 <laughs> Sorry about that. Samuel Jackson. As a, uh, you know, the whole CGI younger dude. That's going to be cool. Uh, I think Brie Larson is an incredibly talented actress. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what she does in this. And, you know, it's 90s. So, like, this is my... I love how they, like, the re- how they show it's old. This a blockbuster video. I thought that was really smart and awesome. You know, didn't you? Running cool. in the 90s. <laughs> Running through space fighting scrolls. You're part of the Kree army. Brainwashed as a child. <laughs> is there more? Because <laughs> no, I don't I'm, necessarily want there to be more. I'm a little worried, and I'm always worried when I go see this because I don't want to overhype it or anything. Right. The first trailer looked a little bit cheesy. The first trailer? Not the first trailer. The second trailer. The second trailer. The main trailer that I judged off of. What? What? Uh. What? What about with it? lines? What about it with lines like, "I'm not gonna fight your war." I'm gonna end, end it. it. Like that seems so. Yeah, what, that, yeah. Uh, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. That that is a little cheesy, but it, but but maybe not in the context of the entire movie. Maybe in the trailer it was cheesy. Maybe in the whole movie it'll it'll come off okay. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's the case. Um, I thought it was cool the way the whole the whole '90s thing, like the blockbuster. Video, I know. So thing. did I. So did I. Yeah. And I'm looking forward. So I graduated high school in 1990 because I'm old, old, old. And uh, so like the 90s are my prime. So it's going to be fun to see that. Uh, you graduated high school in 1990? I know. You sure like it wasn't 1980? <laughs> no, it was not 1980. Uh, so Born uh, in the 50s, right? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm looking forward. To, I, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it's going to be over. How does the Star Is Born compare to the other three? Uh, I don't know. I didn't say it, but I would say pretty bad. But that's just a guess. Um, so, oh, I completely lost my train of thought. <sighs> so, okay, so yeah, so we're worried about like getting over hype for the, for this movie for Captain Marvel, as I don't think we are because you know, in just like six or seven weeks later, we have. You know, the second part of the Avengers, right? Yeah, so I guess maybe it'll be overshadowed. Most of, like, I was seeing most anticipated lists, Captain Marvel weren't on many of them. Okay. Overshadowed by, like, Lion King and Endgame. What's Endgame? Oh, the Endgame's the Avengers thing, yeah. So the directing team on Captain Marvel. Toy Story 4, that also comes out. Was there really another one? Yeah. I didn't see 3, did you? I did was it good? Really? Three was the one with the sad ending. Yeah, no, let's not spoil it. Uh, I heard about the ending there. Uh, so that makes me surprised they're doing a four. But I didn't... I, don't I know it ended details. so perfectly, too. Yeah, interesting. Um, so so I don't think with the Avengers coming up, I don't think this is going to be overhyped. The directors of the Captain Marvel, the, there's two directors. It's a, a team. They did a movie, independent film called Half Nelson about 10, 15 years ago that a friend of mine was in. And... An acquaintance, I guess, now. It was a friend at the time. It's been a while. Um, and I like them as a directing duo, so I'm hopeful that they, they do a good job with it. 
but we'll see. So that podcast should be out pretty soon. Uh, if we're going to watch it tomorrow, we should record it over the weekend and get it out. Yeah. Does that sound like a plan? Yes. All right. Anything more to say about Medea and the family funeral? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. And my last word on Greta will be, you know, watch it at home. If, uh, if you're into it, it's a little spooky, a little bit, uh, creepy. And, uh, it's, it's a fun ride if you're, if you're up for it. Um, but don't go to the theater and pay a lot of money to go see it. Uh, all right. So what are you reading? Um, on a very lighthearted note, just like Medea, uh, the indigenous people's history of the U S. <laughs> all right. So this is a, this is a, a textbook type book or no. Oh, more interesting than a te- textbook makes me think U S history. And well, that's what it is. But like, George Washington did this next chapter. What, um, how is the book organized? Like, what, what are the, is it just a chronological? Kind of chronological order. I, I finally, I think I'm done with them talking about the Ohio country. And these chapters are like really long, and it's been like four chapters just talking about what happened in the Ohio country. Yeah. And I know it's important history. But like, I'm tired of hearing the words Ohio country. Right. So I'm I'm very proud and impressed you're reading this book. This book was given to me by a gentleman who teaches a Native American class at a high school here in Atlanta, and that's the textbook that they use. Oh yeah. So so you're you're definitely reading above like some I would call it advanced material. Uh, oh, and I'm looking forward this to reading this book. Has well. also made me hate George Washington. Oh wow, that's interesting. Because talks so? about George Washington like in quotes like ordered killings. Yeah, it's general and president George Washington. Right. Well, oh, and also talked about what's that? Uh, three named president. John Quincy Adams. No. <laughs> well, that's the other. He one. is one. <laughs> okay, but talks about how like this credit? frontier legend, how killed a bunch of natives, and that's helped them become president. Oh, by Andrew Jackson? That's not three names, though. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, w- I want to read this book also, though, and talk with you about it. Uh, also, the military still uses the term for and behind enemy lines is Indian country. Really? That's the term for behind enemy lines. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's appalling what happened to the natives here. Uh, oh, did I tell you about the seal? The flimsy bow and arrow, come help us. Yes, you did. But tell the audience. Okay, so I it was this seal for some big, like, for the Mayflower Compact, I believe. Okay. And it was this half-naked native with a flimsy bow and arrow with the words, come and help us, under it. That's right, the great white savior. Yeah, they're great. Go to Afghanistan, save them. Yeah, our country has a long, well, not long because we're a young country, but a very long, for what we've done, history of uh, doing really horrible things that are people that are different than us. Oh, uh, talked about the movie The Last of the Mohicans. Which was based on a book. Which was based on a book, book and movie. And, like, it talked about another movie, more glorifying of the native killing, scalp hunting. Yeah. I don't really, I've never read that book, and I don't really remember the movie. Don't read then well i mean it's just like you're reading this it's important to know what's going on it's important to yeah but it's like 
racist and racist. Right, but that that was and still is our country in a lot of ways. So it, I, I, I'm not. To me, the advice is not to not read it, but it's to be aware while you're reading it. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes. Um, well, cool. Well, I am reading something much little, much less. Uh, uh, impactful, quite frankly. So, what people's history are you reading about? I'm reading the people's history. What killings history. happened to your character? I'm reading the uh, uh, book called The Late Show by Michael Conley. Uh, Michael Conley is a, a thriller writer. He's been, you know, he's got several different heroes that he writes about. One is called Bosch, uh, Harry Bosch, who's a detective in LA, and that's been made into a TV show that's on Amazon Prime that's pretty good. And then he also has another hero who is uh, the Lincoln lawyer was the book that was made into a movie. Uh, Matthew McConaughey played the guy. Uh, and I, I like both of those. These are easy, fun reads. And, but this, is, uh, this book introduces a new uh, protagonist and hero for him. And it's a, a female police detective. So that's been fun so far. I'm just on like chapter seven. And these are one of those short, you know, chapter books that just kind of cruises along. But I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, I really haven't gotten into the meat of it just yet, though. But it's fun. Fun so far. All right. Cool, man. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, we are excited about Captain Marvel, and we will hopefully have a podcast about that soon. And hopefully we'll be uh, recording these and releasing these on a more regular basis. So thank you for staying with us and uh, during our little drought period. Thank you for staying with us, five people. That's right. How are you five people doing? Or it could be 5,000, for all you know. Uh, and guess what? It's somewhere in between. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thanks Six. for listening. We should see y'all soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Hurrah. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.